dog, and he goes, <laughs> Haha, you laugh now. <laughs> you laugh now, that's right. <laughs> on, which I will Yes, run. indeed. I've got my finger on the launch button as soon as we're done here. <laughs> the, the download button. Excellent, excellent. Um, years in handheld systems. Well, let me tell you, fellas, I've been scouring the Tower of Power much longer than 30 years. Game Boy handheld system. <laughs> Get what I mean there? I'm not sure. Maybe that went over your head. Anyway, no, it didn't. Everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 39 of the Retro Rents. I am Al. And I'm Nick. It is just Nick and I tonight. Uh, Travis had to step out last minute. Um, some family stuff. I think Kyle is, is also doing dealing with some family stuff. Uh, so it is the two of us tonight. The flying duo. The dastardly pair. Or is it the flying, flying pair and dastardly duo? <laughs> the flying dastardly duo pair, yeah, like pair. the flying dastardly duo pair. Duo pair sounds like a, four of them. Then <laughs> sounds like a superhero fruit. <laughs> duo pair. <laughs> Holy shit! <coughs> Sorry, how's it going, man? Going good. Yeah, the fun summer's finally coming oh. on the way. It's warmer weather. Almost. <laughs> it was beautiful out there at the end of the day today. I know, right? Mm. It was probably... It felt like it reached high 70s here at one point. It was nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had a... We've had an exceptionally wet and cold spring, so... Even though it looked like it was going to rain all day today, it kind of warmed up and was nice for the majority of the day. <clears throat> that was nice. Got to go outside... Played with the kids. Parents came up for a visit for a little while. That's good. Yeah, so we hung out with them. And then uh, Am went to Home Depot and got a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice one, too. She got a weeping willow. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, she planted that today. And we were saying we'll, uh, we'll take a picture of the girls on the first day of school each year, you know, next to the tree and watch them all grow. There you go. Yeah, something like that, you know. It's uh, crazy shit you do when you're a parent when you realize, oh my god, <laughs> time really does go fast. <laughs> it's the growing tree. I mean, Christ, I was thinking of it the other day. Like, I think I was talking to Am about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just realized the other day, Nick and I have known each other for pretty much 15 years at this point. Has it really been that long? Yeah, my internship. Wow. At your dad's place, so I, it was yeah, more than yeah. that. I think I was 20 at the time, so probably 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, good times. You got to you gotta come up this way so we can do a Boone's run. Am, am and oh, I think every man. time we go. Boone, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's no Thai restaurants, like, almost anywhere. And you know, it is Thai. It's like, you know, it, you know it, like, it's a, fusion. a place that does everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be as good, and you just walk oh, away no, sad and absolutely disappointed. Not. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a hint of it, <laughs> but it, it, it's really, you know, it's, it's like the McDonald's version of it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like watered-down Dunkin' Donuts oh, coffee in the afternoon. it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah totally like, watered down. It's just like, oh, this, this is just not the same. They're it makes making, me long for the real. 
they're making it for us stupid Americans, goddammit, and that's not how I want it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've had real one, real die. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, people listening, like, I, I, there's no way to describe. There is this little hole-in-the-wall restaurant, little Thai place. Um, if, if any of you know where uh, Shawnee is, it's a resort up here. It's pretty famous. Tucked away out in that area in this little hole in the wall. And it's one of those, unless someone tells you, you're not going to, you, you'll never heard of this place. It's not like they advertise or have signs all over. And it's a small place. I mean, as I said, I've known Nick 17 years, and we've been going there since, you know, I met him at my internship. They all took me to Thai for the first time because I'd never had Thai before. And it really is the closest thing I've ever had to a religious experience because <laughs> it changed my life forever. <laughs> well, yeah. Were you there when the interns decided to go on a Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah and that for, was for me. Those, those, those at home, were you in it too? Okay, yeah, that was me. That was me, uh, me, Shannon, and Jason Madison. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happened was like during one of the summers, because uh, th there's basically a, a heat rating system that he did. Uh, yeah, this and restaurant. One through ten. One through ten, and like he didn't hold back because, like, you know, you might read some places like, oh, yo, it's like, you know, the, you know, some sometimes restaurant owners might trim back the spice just so it doesn't overwhelm you know yeah he uh, didn't give American a shit. taste buds he did not do that no like 10 10 was death <laughs> <laughs> and i think the highest i ever got uh, and i call it an accidental eight because he was messing with us that day oh, he was fucking with us hard <laughs> yeah we, uh, we we made the mistake of not going for a while and there was yeah. there was a period of time and you gotta understand like we were interns at this point um, well, Nick Nick was more full-time, but I was an intern at the same company that his dad ran at the time. So I was making, you know, I, it was a, fortunate that it was a paid internship. But needless to say, budget was tight, and I still went there twice a week. And, uh, yeah, we were going there two times a week. And there was like, okay, we might have taken like a week break. And we come back, and the owner comes out, and he's like, where were you? And we're like, oh, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we just needed a break. And we're like, oh, we, we ordered the same thing every time. It's this yellow curry, and it, it's almost like a soup. Uh, it, it's just incredible. It's, you know, if you mm -hmm. like curry, it has chicken, it has, well, you can get chicken or beef or shrimp. There's potatoes, there's onions, and it's just, it is absolute culinary perfection. You know, it's kind of that, like, a coconut sweet to it, but then the spice. Yep, yep. The freaking spice that this guy has, like, so we would we usually tapped out around three or four. Like, if we hadn't been yeah. there in a while, we'd start that with was a the three. Average, yeah, yeah, we'd start with a three, but you know, after we'd eaten there a week or two, then we'd go up to a four. And so the one day we're like, oh, we'll take four stars, and uh, the owner comes out with <laughs> with our dish, puts it down in front of us, and goes, "I gave you four and a half star." <laughs> <laughs> And Nick, take it away. <laughs> he's, like, it's just, it's like, no. he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah. This little cackle. The exact line. They're like, I still, I still remember the exact line. You're like, oh, Boone, you dog. And he goes, you, ha -ha, you laugh now. <laughs> you laugh now. That's right. <laughs> you, you laugh, laugh now. now. And it's like, oh, we were dying. It's like, <laughs> like you, I think it was snowing out that, that day. It and was. We were like, let's stick our head in a snowpile. Oh, yeah, oh. 
I just remember like stirring it, and you could see all the pile of spice like, just like <laughs> whoosh. And by like the time, the, you know, if it was a cartoon, the, the spoon would have like died in the acid of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just started melting. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it was snowing out. I remember that. And by the time we left, we were like, it was like that scene in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Where <laughs> we were pouring sweat. Her blood is too thick for the Poconos. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> But yeah, oh, it's such a good place. place, though. And it's still there. I mean, that, that place has been there, from what I understand, for over 30 years. It's incredible. But, uh, yeah, aside from what you haven't been eating, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, so I've been uh, catching up on Borderlands, obviously, with you know, like the announcement for PAX. Like, I've been working my way through the Borderlands. I'm in Borderlands 2 now, finally mm-hmm. finally playing. It's actually my first time playing Borderlands 2, so it's actually oh, kind really? of fun seeing the story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, participate, you know, actually, you know, enjoying the story and uh, getting up to speed on where things are at for Borderlands 3, which debuted its gameplay just uh, just this week, actually. Yeah. And it it, 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 look, it looks like Borderlands. And so it's like, sign me up. It's looking awesome. I didn't want to get watch too much for like, you know, spoiler, you know, right. uh, stuff. But, you know, it's like, okay, this looks like Borderlands. Uh, they confirmed a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, no microtransactions, no loot boxes. Good for them. Uh, I think they do have the standard, like, you know, the shift codes uh, that you get, you know, with like the, you know, that's now in Borderlands 1 and it was a staple of Borderlands 2 and pre-sequel and all that for getting some. And you can literally chest. find those online. Like. Oh yeah, they, they give them out left and right, and they're still giving you out, you know, codes for all 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 the games so far. You just like watch Angie Pitchford's uh, Twitter or uh, or Gearboxes, and yeah, it's like it seems like every other week or so they're giving something out. Um, so you know, still still live and kicking. Looking forward to to you know eventually playing it because I think it's uh, September is the launch date right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking real solid. Uh, and again, you can catch a lot of those uh, streams online right now if you're curious about the gameplay and check it out. So highly recommend it if, if it's if it's made your radar. Oh, I'm definitely in. I'm all in when that comes out. I mean, right now the next game that I'm going to be getting comes out in two weeks, and that is oh, uh, I know what it is. Total War Three Kingdoms, yeah. baby. <laughs> That's right. It got delayed to to mid May. Was yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh. Got to, got to tell us me, tell me how it is. Nick and I have lost many an hour of our lives <laughs> in Total War. It was, I think it was Total War. We like, we we did like an all nighter. We're like, yes. okay, it's time to go to sleep. The sun's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but we just got started. <laughs> just one more turn. Just one more turn. One more. Yeah. Oh my god. That, those games. that in Rome. 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 Was, Total was an War. Awesome yes. Yeah, Rome was great. I I remember that was the one where the battle engine really started getting good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Medieval 2 came out, and that that's all I freaking played for, yeah, way too long. Or no, Medieval 2 came first. No. I don't know. It, it, like, it was, what, Medieval, then Rome, then... Then Medieval, medieval 2. Medieval 2. That's right. Then Rome 2. Then, then Total Sh- War. Shogun. Then Shogun, then Napoleon... And oh, then, no, no. And then, yeah, then it was Empire, then Napoleon. Oh, Empire, Napoleon. Yeah, Empire yeah. was the one we played the shit out of, too. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking of. Empire Total War. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the one that had the ships and the colonization. Oh, yeah. oh my that was God. So fun. That was insane. 
Like, but yeah, I that's think one night we said like an entire like fleet battle, like put all the lines, the ships of the line, yep. you know, first rates everywhere. It's just like insane cannonry. <laughs> oh, those are good games, man. I don't oh, care like, yeah. if if you're remotely into strategy and you have not played a Total War game, uh, you gotta you gotta do that. I'd say it's a staple up there with like Command and Conquer, yes. and StarCraft, and you know all that, like. Like, Different. Uh, you, you got more. You got more of a uh, outside of a battle sequence because you had the whole like you know the grand uh, campaign. The, the grand campaign. You're taking over. You know, like they always had the kind of a similar thing of taking over territories, dealing with like a diplomacy portion. I can't remember. Was there like researchable tech? Oh out, yeah, out of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, was like kind of like you, you, well, uh, in in Empire, I think it was based on the buildings that you had. You could unlock more. Right, right, uh, an actual right. research tree kind of made its way in with the Shogun games, if I remember right, the new Shogun game. Ah, uh, right. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So, ridiculous. So it was kind of very well-rounded. Where you know, like things like you know, Command and Conquer and StarCraft, where you know, it's like here's the battles uh, screen or the multiplayer part, and yeah, there was no real advance. There'd be like, oh, here's a new unit, but there wasn't any kind of research process. Whereas, like, right, you know, the Total Wars staple is always around, like, kind of this this evolution of the era. Yeah, and there's like trading and espionage, and it's mm. really, really layered. It's pretty sweet, but uh, yeah, no, highly, highly recommended if you haven't played it. Well, that's cool. So you've been playing Borderlands, Borderlands, and uh, uh, see if these release their Tall Tales and the Arena. This sounds uh, cool. I gotta hear more about it. Yeah, th- these are totally awesome. So. This is like I'll start off. This is what really should have been in the game day one, and it because it really plays up the whole pirate tale. So starting uh, with Tall Tales, mm-hmm. this is um, so now now it's split. I, you know, let me back up. Now it's split into what's called adventure mode and arena mode. Okay. Uh, adventure mode is what has been out all this time. Essentially, like you're sailing around the huge map world. You know, doing you know the quest for you know treasure or the order of souls. You know, killing skeletons and their captains, and then the merchants just you know faring stuff around. You know, mm-hmm. pirate delivery boy. Uh, but now with Tall Tales, you actually get like it, you know, there's fully voice acted. You, know, like you, you interact with actual characters in the game, both in like the tavern. Like uh, it starts off in a great sequence, like great mood music. And it's, it, it feels like something right out of treasure Island where like, you're oh, in the, very like, cool. Admiral Bimbo in and the mysterious strangers, like there's gold, you know, there's, you're going after what's called the shroud breaker. So it gets you outside of the, the known world. Oh. And, like, yes, and he's like, death awaits you all <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. And it is, it is so mood setting. And, and, and then it sends you on the, this quest to you know find what's called the shroud breaker that will you know take you to fortune and glory <laughs> uh and oh my god does it hit all my buttons because what will happen is you know is part of like these quests and i think there's uh nine of them and they should take about an hour so far so i'm working my way through them i haven't beat them all yet uh but some of them have very indiana jones style puzzles oh Without getting too spoiler, like there was one where we were like searching for stuff, and it's like, oh, look for the crab, you know, look or look around for the ten. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, so you have all these, you know, these paintings. So it's kind of similar stuff if you've played, you know, the adventure mode before, with in terms of like digging up treasure. So it's similar to that, but it's a lot more 
you know, next level. Because with with the previous ones with just the treasures, like, oh, go here, dig, and, and you're done. Right. But now it's like, okay, here it is. Now, you know, find the lever. And it's like you turn the lever and the secret door opens and you're going through this tunnel. And, you, you know, like one of them, you come to this, like this uh, sacrifice chamber and you're like looking around and like, oh, there's these four pyres. Like, oh, let's light them up. As soon as you light them up, the door seals you in and the room starts flooding. Oh, God. And you, ha- and you have that amount of time to solve the puzzle or you die. Oh, awesome. And if you die, you have to you have to do the whole mission over again, which might suck. But at the same time, like you feel that rush of just like risk for war. You're going to die. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That is so So, cool. And and there's now I haven't gotten to them yet, but they they, they did tease like there's traps and and booby traps, you know, pirate booby traps, you know, like looking for one eyed Willie's treasure type stuff. It's like this is the epitome of of the pirate experience yeah what it should have uh, been absolutely and like this is this is what it should have been in day one uh yeah day one and i'm hoping like the uh, and amazingly all nine are released so you can it's, it's not like a drip feed like the biggest fear is like oh they're gonna drip feed these stuff so you know like oh you get one mission every month or something like that and like no you got the whole tall tale adventure in game oh, right now wow um, i might have to pick this that? up for pc oh yeah absolutely and i'm hoping this will lead to other stories because if they, if they put in like more stories like this, I am, I am all on board for it. Um, so that I'd say that that is like the highlight of the update. Now, the other part, it feeds the more uh, competitive side. So this is called the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, very much PVP oriented. It's basically, uh, instead of like the entire giant world map, uh, it take, you know, it randomly selects an area of about well, like four or five islands and puts a circle around it. Now, before you, you start thinking, it's like, no, this is not Battle Royale, does not keep shrinking or anything <laughs> Thank like that. God. But, you know, it has an initial feel of like, okay, it spawns all four galleons next to each other. It actually puts more supplies than what you'd have in, say, like adventure mode. Okay. So it basically makes you battle ready. Right. And it's only 24 minutes. Like the, the, and you might be like, why 24? It's because uh, in the world of Sea of Thieves, an hour passes for each minute of our time. All right. So it's a, a battle, a day long battle. Yeah. A day long battle, which is, you know, 24 minutes. So now you can go in and say like, you know, I, I want to play sea of thieves, but I don't, you know, cause adventure mode, you lose a lot of time. You, you know, you just say yeah. wrong. Suddenly it's like three hours later. You're like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, you know what? I got an hour. I can get in two matches. I'm going to go do arena. And you know, and it, it, and it gets you right on the combat. You know, it's like, it, like I said, you're spawned next to oh, that's the other really aliens cool. all of it. And you have 24 minutes to, you know, you either dig up treasure or you can go full combat. Uh, everything gives you points. The treasure gives you more points. So it still kind of promotes like, hey, you need to dig up the treasure to really try and win. Oh, wow. But it, it opens up that instant competitiveness of uh, Sea of Thieves. I dig it, man. That's really yeah. cool. Very awesome. I'd highly recommend going in with with a crew you know, <laughs> like going yeah. with your friends. There is random modes, but it's basically from what I've uh, you know scouted, it's a lot of Xbox kitties. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And you know a whole lot of a lot you know a lot worse you know potty mouths and you know. <laughs> you suck, noob. <laughs> yeah, you suck, noob. <laughs> suck my balls. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so there's that aspect. So, but if you go in with an experienced crew, it's, you know people you've sailed with before, you will just wreck house, and it, it, it's a, it's a lot of quick fun. I gotta see if I inhale will be a a sherpa for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd like to get back into that. Um, I have it on Xbox Game Pass, but I don't play the Xbox too much. And like, if I want to play a game like that, I'd I'd rather play on PC where I can plug in the headset and do. Oh my yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah, no, that sounds great, man. Um, I've heard really good things, but I was like. Let me wait till the expert arrives before I make oh, an yes, opinion. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the very least, Tall Tales is definitely worth, you know, like, you know, I know for a lot of people, they, they put it back on the shelf because they didn't, you know, they felt there was no content to Sea of Thieves and, you know, to each their own. Uh, but now the content is there at the come very back least, come back to Tall Tales. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm game, man. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do to make something happen. Maybe I'll see. I think there's a PC game pass. Maybe I'll uh, pick that uh, up. Well, well, if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's it's part of that, I believe. Well, I yeah, but I want to play it on PC. It, it works on PC. Like if oh, you son have of a, a pass, bitch. because uh, Sea of Thieves is play anywhere. So <gasps> uh, that's right. So Holy have, shit! If you have Xbox, you know it takes Xbox Play Pass, but you can then play I Sea of Thieves. I'm going to be PC. downloading that. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know what you're doing later, but I'll let you know when it's done. I got a good connection now, so it shouldn't take me all night. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, I'm game. I'm, I'm. I, I was about to do it, but then I don't want to fuck up the recording, so I'll, I'll download it after. <laughs> don't do it now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like foaming at the mouth now that I go to play. All right. Yeah. No, I'm game, dude. We're gonna get in on this. Awesome. Nice. Um. Yeah. I mean, as far as me, I've been playing a ton still. Of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, nice. Um, I was telling my brother-in-law about it. He's up spending the weekend. And I was like, yeah, dude, I've easily put in more than 100 hours at this point. And then I was like, well, I wonder how much time I have put in. And I pulled up the stats for it on the Xbox, and I've played it for eight and a half days worth of game time. And uh, I have seen maybe 60% of the world. And... Mm. I still have I, I might be, you know, halfway through the storyline at this point. And there's a ton of side quests, there's a ton of things to do, and this is the first game like I wanna see and do all of it. Like it's probably gonna take me another year to beat this game, but I will see the whole thing. And I'm not a completionist, I'm not a oh let's get the platinum trophy. I never have been. Right, right, right. But this game is such a masterpiece, like I just don't wanna leave the world. Like, I'm having so much fun with it, and there's just... the A, it's an absolutely gorgeous game. I I mean, graphically, it's probably the best game I've ever seen. And, you know, for if you've played any of the other Assassin's Creed's before Origin, uh, and, you know, obviously Odyssey, and I know I've said this a few times, but... And I know, because I went back to try Syndicate, because I'd never played it before... And was instantly reminded how putridly horrible shit the old Assassin's Creed controls are in comparison. <laughs> they, they are a bit clunky. I remember that. They are shit. Like, especially when you play Origins or Odyssey, and they they basically went from the worst control scheme to the best. Ah. They've, they've changed everything around. It's much more action RPG than the previous games, though still just as stealthy. You know, you can get in and ghost a place if you're really smart. But they added, you know, all the RPG elements. You see all the, like, there's tons and tons of different equipment, weapons, legendary items, armor, and it all looks different, and you can look really badass. You know, it's it's got that that feel for me where it kind of clicks all those gotta-get-it-all buttons and, uh... 
Like I, I have, uh, I have Jason's hammer. I was, I felt very accomplished. I found that oh, nice. in a ruin. Yeah. So I got Jason the hammer. The Argonaut, I assume. Yes. And this hammer makes me feel like Sauron with the ring on. If I just go into a <laughs> pile of people and I just hit the heavy swing, you just see him poof and everybody just flies back. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, I mean, I can't recommend that game enough. It is really fantastic. Um, aside from that, it's that time of year, um, where I log back into Lord of the Rings Online to pay my housing ah. bill. And <laughs> I wound up actually getting back into it. I, I had, you know, I only intended to log in, pay my housing bill, and jump off. But um, they've added so much to that game. And I've had a VIP membership since it came out. I, I mm. you know, at the time, I mean, the game is, and I know because I just got my veteran award for it, uh, the game is 12 years old. And when it first came out, I dropped like 150 bucks for the lifetime access account. Ah, the lifetime, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't, you know, no longer have to have a uh, subscription. A, it's like right. And I mean, they went know, free to stuff. pay or free to play for a long, uh, a long time ago now, and they were the first company to really do it right. And and when people saw Turbine all of a sudden making money hand over fist on a game that you know everybody had thought was dying. Uh, a lot of other multiplayer games jumped on board, but they do it right. It's not in your face, and you can actually grind it out and unlock, you know, quest packs and stuff. But um, I wound up, you know, with this life... Anyone that had the lifetime access just gets an, uh, a monthly um, stipend, if you will, of what they're called Lotro points that you can use on every, everything in their store, including expansions. So, like, you know, I, I have more than I could ever possibly use... <laughs> But so I wound I wound up picking up the Mordor expansion, the Mordor expansion, because they've oh, they've nice. completed the story, and now they're adding new content like in the the era afterwards. Um, but it's awesome. I mean, out of any any game I've ever played, you know, as a very very long time Tolkien fan, you know, I read the books once a year. Um, this is really the first game where you can walk around the entirety of Middle Earth. Um, it's, it's just awesome. And if you've never, you know, if you've never played it, it's, like I said, it's free. You got nothing to lose. Just pick it up. It's definitely showing its age at this point, but it is still a pretty nice, you know, pretty nice looking game. But, um, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, and what got me into it this week is because it's the 12th, 12 year anniversary. They're, you know, they're very big on in-game events. So it's like a big, you know, big to do. There's parties and events you can take part in uh the one that i'm really loving now they're actually calling the the uh, remembrance event and it's all about nostalgia for people that you know if you played the game from first level to i think it's 120 now <clears throat> but you basically go back to like your first the level one areas in the shire and it's like go wave at gaffer gamji and then that's one part of the quest and then it's like go have nice. a beer you know go have a beer in the green dragon and um, you get neat little rewards for that. So it's I, it's a great game. I, I like I said, I I played it for a couple days. Um, I'm gonna probably play a little more, you know, over this weekend and and do some more quests. I'm I'm still out and I'm actually in Rohan. I haven't even done the the Rohan and Helm's Deep expansion yet. I have it. I just haven't done the content. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you're you're basically the the people in Middle Earth that are helping the Fellowship as they go and like you know fighting the battles that are only mentioned in the books, but they're like big things in the game. And uh, right, and you help out at Helm's Deep, which is cool as shit. 
but it's cool because you get to see cameos of the main characters like Aragorn will lead you on a mission early and, and Gandalf you'll see him at points it's very very cool so if you're a right Rings on. fan yeah I mean, if you're a Rings fan go check it out it's it's awesome uh, but yeah I mean that's pretty much it for me I've been playing Odyssey and Lotro and uh, I've I've had a good time um, both highly highly recommend but uh, yeah that's that's what we've been playing um, there have been not not a lot of releases, at least none that really caught my eye. I mean, there's there's the two big ones, obviously, in the past two weeks. Uh, one of which is Days Gone on the mm-hmm. PS4, and um, I, I've seen streams of it. It looks fun. I mean, I don't have a PS4, but I would have probably picked it up if I did. Um, I know some of the reviews are complaining, like, "Oh, it's another zombie post-apocalyptic, zombie, yeah, you know, post-apocalyptic game," and but you know, I I just I sat and watched some streams of it, and it looks like something I would enjoy. It looks like a lot of fun. The the you know mechanics of getting you know fixing your bike and making sure it's got gas. Like I was watching a co play it, co carnage, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> at one point he was like hunting down a bounty for some guy, and the zombies are people that like went nuts on this, like, I don't know if it's like a genetic experiment or something, but they're, you know, the equivalent of zombies now. And he was, he's like creeping in this village looking for him. He's like, I know there's a horde here and I don't want to alert it. And, uh, he did something, he tripped something and all of a sudden something blows up and you just hear, Oh no. Like he starts running. There's like a small band of them coming after him and he's shooting them and, you know, shooting with the, the gun that he had and then, and then he's just running, running, running. All of a sudden, he hits a dead end and turns around, and there is easily a hundred of them just bearing down on him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, this looks pretty fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Days Gone came out. It's gotten decent reviews. I think a lot of reviewers are just, I don't know. I feel like some game reviewers are just getting tired of games in general, don't you? Yeah, I, I, it, 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 it is a weird thing. It's like, I think... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's necessarily a solution or a way around it because, you know, it, it almost feels like some are like playing a game that they just normally wouldn't enjoy to begin with. And then right. they kind of trash on it or, you know, just find everything wrong with it. It's like, that's not the way to go about it. Like, you know, Grant, uh, you know, if it's for a publication, obviously, you, you, you know, that's your job. You're kind of forced into that, obviously. Yeah. But when it comes to like almost anything else, it's like, play something you're gonna enjoy you know it's like and if you're not gonna enjoy it then then don't play it like it's like if if, you know small mobile games are not your thing then then don't do that but that'll be someone else's you know uh cup of tea so to speak yeah you know even down to like certain genres like okay maybe fps's aren't your thing so don't play them it's like of course you're not gonna like it of course you know you might give it a lower review but that doesn't make any sense like maybe you're more into rpgs or rts's or something like that yeah i mean i feel like it's along those lines so i don't know if it's necessarily they're tired of reviewing games it's just maybe they're tired of reviewing games that uh genres they don't like or even if it's one they used to like it and now they don't anymore. Yeah, and like you know your if, taste change. Like that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're That's if you're doing it, yeah, if you're doing it for a job, you know, okay. But like if you're doing this, you know, willfully and you you're kind of trashing the game because it's you know this this topic again or this you know whatever again. It's like okay, so you might be done with the topic. So hand it over to somebody who's not, you know, and let them review it on a 
kind of a straighter basis. Because if you're if you're sick of zombie games and you're going to review a zombie game, it could be the best game in the world, and you're just not going to like it. You know. And, and so I think, and then another thing is like you know, for us who like have experienced a lot of games, like you know, and I, I kind of catch myself doing this sometimes. Is like you know we've seen all the Call of Duty, so like you know for me like when, I'll, I'll pick on Call of Duty, but it's like <laughs> you know for me I've gone through so many Call of Duties I'm sick to death of them. It's like yeah. okay they come out every other year. It's like you know the next Madden type of thing. <laughs> it really is, and, and it's like you're really not bringing anything new to the table. Now that being said, it's like there's always a new uh, new player to bring in, it's like someone who's younger, obviously, and that's yeah. what they cater to, and or. Uh, you know they've you know they've never they've never grown up with these games, so this is actually their first. This Call is of Duty. new for like, them, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, if you take it from that approach, like, how good is the game to actually play? But maybe maybe it's a matter of like, hey, I'm experienced. I've I've played. A, you know, is it an actual better game, or is it just more of the same, or 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 what are we dealing with here? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of of a situation. Where you know, like one of the previous games was better. It's always weird because, like, you know, it always seems like with movies, like the sequels can be like hit or miss or something yep. in, in like a franchise. Whereas, like games, usually the latter ones will get better. You know, like there's always the risk that, like, oh yeah, you're gonna run into a dud or something like that. Right, but you're kind um, of expecting that it will be better in some some right. fashion. Right. I mean, I mean, you can say, you know, it's like, like I think okay, with movies, like, you try to go in, you go into a sequel of the movie going, I just hope it's as good as the first one or close to it. Yeah, yeah, true. Right. Whereas a game, you're like, I really want to see them do this better or do that better or do yeah, this yeah. better. You're like, yeah. You want to yeah, see that they've learned, right. you know, yeah, that they've right. learned something. Like, like, I want to see, you know. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of like, you know, I want to see more of, of what happened the first time, but it's definitely like, oh, this is better or this is a better interface or like, you know, your Assassin's Creed, like Odyssey is, is getting oh better and God. better. It's a masterstroke. Like, yeah, it's a perfect example of how you can breathe new life into a series that people, myself included, Absolutely. were like, this series is done to death. I was like, I'm not going to get Odyssey. I'm not going to get Odyssey. And then I watched a stream of it. And they're like, oh my god, these controls, they're like the Origin controls. And if you liked Origin, and I was like, fuck, I loved Origin. And they're like, it's <laughs> twice as good as Origin. I was like, fuck, purchase. <laughs> and, and, you and, know, and you can even like go back and say, like, you know, it's like Black Flag, a must-play of the series. Oh, like, go absolutely. back and play, at least play that one. You know, if you've absolutely. never played anything, it's like, yeah. Enjoy Odyssey now, but like maybe when Odyssey is finished, like go back and play Black Flag because that that that's a very very good one. Although Odyssey, uh, yeah, I would like, say, uh, I would say even though there's not cannons, I would say the ship battles in Odyssey are even better. Ship battles are good. Okay, cool. They're yeah. even so, better yeah, than Black Flag. That's Fire. making me want to like, mm, I gotta check this out because oh. give, give me good ship stuff. It's like sign me up in it. The ship the ship battles in Odyssey are a rush, and you know instead of cannons, you've got archers, and you can do like fire arrows, and you can hit weak spots of the ship, and you know, all the, all the nautical stuff still applies. You know, it's just you don't have the cannons. Mm -hmm. And the boarding is a blast still. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nothing's better than Sparta kicking the captain right off the boat. You know, that's an actual <laughs> skill, the Sparta kick. <laughs> you kick him off the boat? Yeah, and it is, it is the straight up, this is Sparta! Bam! <laughs> and you just <laughs> kick him halfway across the map. Yeah, it's good shit. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it, I think you nailed it, man. I just think, I think a lot of reviewers, if you're tired of that that kind of genre and you have a choice, we'll hand it off to somebody else. That may not be, you know, let let an honest take on. Because I, I can tell you what's happening. I find myself doing it. Is I might have one or two reviewers now that I'll kind of follow, see what they think, 
but they're not my like all right now i'm gonna go get it it's i'm gonna go watch somebody play it on a stream for a bit that i like to watch that likes the same games i do exactly yeah yeah you know i mean that's, that's kind of a good thing to do in in for almost anything where there's a review it's like Find someone who aligns with your taste and is like, mm-hmm. okay, use them, you know, use them as kind of like a watermark. And the thing is, be prepared. Like sometimes they can be, you know, they, they can miss something that sure. on something that, you know, maybe has your interest. Sure. Um, but yeah, like if you find someone who's like, yeah, I like the games they like, like find that person and, and kind of align with what they have. Don't, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know. Don't ra- find the random one who's just you know trashing out for trashing sakes, like because yeah. I always I feel like that's a thing now. It's like it's like you know, you know the oh everybody negative... likes it, so I gotta trash it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Either that or like oh I just gotta trash everything because people like to see me trash stuff. It's like, yeah, uh, I could I could I have a hard time getting behind that. It's like yeah, oh, you I, might I get can. a few yucks out of it, but ultimately it's like you know it's like okay this isn't a realistic you know review. You're just no. totally you know negative about the whole thing. Yeah, so, like I said, if I had a PS4, I, I'd probably pick it up. I mean, just from watching it on streams, you know, and that's the thing. I know a lot of people are hesitant about that because it's like you don't want to ruin the story, but you don't have to stick around long. I mean, you watch a game for a good 20 minutes, and you'll have a good impression whether or not it's for you, um, especially if you wait a couple days to where they're in the game and it's, like, out of the tutorial sections and you can really get a good look at all it has to offer. It should give you a pretty good take as to whether or not you're going to like it. Which right. um, which brings me to the next release, which the other big one that came out is Mortal Kombat 11. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep seeing all like the fatalities, like, wow. I mean, yeah, and it, holy <laughs> shit, they are marketing the hell out of that game. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> um, I, You know, again, from what I've watched, I haven't picked this up yet. Um, I, I loved Mortal Kombat 10. Absolutely loved Mortal Kombat 10. The combat towers and the stuff that they added in in the multiplayer challenges and and all the events they did, it was great. And it does, you know, from what I've seen, Mortal Kombat 11 has more of that. Um, I've I've heard uh, Jeremy from Bad Fodder Figures, who's a big MK fan, uh, he said the fighting is awesome. Like the gameplay and and stuff is great. Um, But he he's in agreement with a lot of what is you know being. Uh, said about the game, which is it's, it's got that unconscious, well, that conscious but subliminal push for microtransactions, because um, you can basically, you know, through these challenges, you can get some loot to unlock. You know, there's tons of I guess customization and cost costume pieces for each character, and there's some great, you know, there's a lot of great ones. But if you want to get like an actual set that matches, you're going to be grinding and grinding or you know, paying money to right. get it. And it's <clears throat> it's kind of a sleazy push. At least it was in the beginning. I've heard they're actually doing something to address it. Um because I guess That's it was good. a little yeah, I guess it was a little too obnoxious. But um I mean other than that, again, just from a gamer perspective and and looking at the footage I saw, the <laughs> the game looks fucking great. It looks, you know, like more over the top Mortal Kombat, rip your heart out, eat it, kick your spine <laughs> in half. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, if you like the games, I'd say since Mortal Kombat 10, it's been going in a really awesome direction for the series. Um, the the fighting mechanics and the tutorial in this, that's what I actually watched a stream of. This is the first one that the tutorial really gets you into the, 
like the nitty gritty of of actual playing a fighting game like it it shows you how to do like real counters and timing your stuff just right and i was like shit you know i mean even that alone is going to make you a better player the way they show you in the tutorial it's not just here's how you do a kick and here's how you do a jump like they explain to you you know why you block and why where you counter and how you counter this it's i was, I was pretty impressed Nice. You know, for so somebody it, like... It kind of guides you a little bit more than the usual, just like, have fun. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it definitely gives you some more pointers than your average tutorial. So I was really impressed with that, actually. Um, yeah, so I, I'm probably going to pick it up on a sale. Uh, maybe wait till a DLC or two comes out, and then I'll grab it. Now, now who publishes that? Uh, Neversoft or Nethersoft. Nethersoft, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's I got something about them in the news. Got a little beef with them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And speaking of that, that is all that we have on the release highlights this week. Um, I did not take time to look at the Games for Gold titles or Game Pass. Well, actually, I did. Um, the Games for Gold titles did not uh, woo me because I've already forgotten what they are. Uh, Games Week Gold, I should say. But Game Pass, the, the big addition this week that I was pretty happy to see, uh, Prey is now on Game Pass. And um, I haven't played now, that, is that yet. The, is that the new one yeah. from uh, from Bethesda? Yeah. Yes. I think it was Bethesda. Yep. Okay. So the new one that came out, that's now on Game Pass. And I never got a chance to play that, so I'm going to probably check that out. But the one I was more stoked about, because I haven't played it, and just hearing Captain Mike talk about it at one point, it sounded so absurd. And that's uh, 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 Wolfenstein 2, uh, New Ooh. Order, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on Game Pass now. And I haven't played oh, that nice. yet. So I'm going to Yeah, that, that looks... A lot of fun. I've been meaning to get around to uh, picking it up and, and playing it finally. But yeah, from what I've seen, it's just like hilarious action. Yeah, yeah, it's Michael Bay. Michael Bay game. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, it's a very Michael Bay type. Game. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna grab that uh, on Game Pass. I'll tell you what, man, that Game Pass is the best thing Microsoft has ever done, hands down. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, digging it's, it. It's a great way to advertise games and obviously, you know, like you know, things like CFDs where it's like it's part of their their, you know, stable of, of Yeah, if it's you know, anything they publish automatically games. goes there, yeah, day yeah, one. Yeah, it's like what a great way to to really set that. And it's they sell it wicked cheap too on Game Pass. You get a pretty sizable discount um to buy the game if if it's going off Game Pass and you want to keep it because it generally stays there for a while. Uh it's usually on Game Pass for maybe a couple months. And as they're getting ready to switch it out for something else, you can get it for a really good price. So if you if you've been on the fence about Game Pass, I, I kind of recommend checking it out. It's a yeah, damn good absolutely. deal. Um, but yeah, so on, on with that, we will now head into the news. And I will just start out the news by saying something very spe- uh, respectful in Sherry Wook. <laughs> rest in peace, Peter Mayhew. Indeed, yes. rest in peace. We lost a great one this week. Um, Peter Mayhew, seventy four, I think. Yes, yep, seventy four. The uh, act, the original actor in the Chewbacca suit. Um, he he passed away Friday, I think it was. Thursday or Friday? Uh, I, I think, I, well, I think it was announced Thursday, but okay. he, his death was actually on Tuesday. He, so he's, yeah. he died in his home, surrounded by family and friends. Good um, way to go out. But good way to go out. And, you know, not atypical for, you know, the announcement of the death to, you know, come a little later. Right, right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, definitely, def- I think you know, you definitely saw throughout the Star Wars community as a whole, just like oh man, you know, another legend lost. Yeah, like, Hamill was pretty upset. Mark Hamill, he mm-hmm. had a nice, yeah. he had a nice tweet to him. It was a very nice tribute. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just a nice reminder to people like me and Nick that we are getting fucking old. I know. <laughs> That's what it feels like, man. It's like, it's like I don't know. Celebrity deaths never really get to me, but I, feel, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I, w- I want to say when Leonard Nimoy died. That was, like that was a tough one. I, really got, I, I got choked up that day because, you know, you know, you know, I say grew up with this character. Granted, like it was in reruns and whatnot for me. No, but just, still, like, grew up with the movies. But yeah, yeah it just like it was such a role model, and I'd, I'd almost say like second father, you know, type of thing. And even though I, you know, never got to meet him or you know really know him on a personal level, but you know, I don't know, just like something about the characters they play, man. It's just you know, yeah, and and the person that he was. I mean, you really yeah. got a good idea of that based the way on you know he spoke it conventions or interviews mm-hmm. he's just a good guy he's a worthy you know person to emulate absolutely um, i already have my bereavement time set up for when sean connery passes <laughs> oh man if that happens the like, gg it's like i'm just like calling out that day it's like i, I need i will I say need my day. uncle died <laughs> i will say my uncle died and I'm that, taking that's what it's gonna off. feel like man yeah that's gonna be a tough one <laughs> but yes we did we lost the great uh peter mayhew um and so, oh boy, and the news, the news doesn't get much better here, folks. So strap in. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, it was announced this week that the creative director and the two more of the main creative forces behind Anthem have been tasked off the game. They've been taken off oh the game to go work boy. on Dragon Age Four. Um, I will say, not highly unusual. Uh, usually, after a game's release, uh, some of the creative team will get retached to go work on other games uh and then they'll have somebody that runs kind of the the live version of the game and, and bring enhancements to it but not all of them uh and yeah that's... and it's also kind of a sign like okay there's no i say longevity to this like no they're, they're really they're not gonna play like, because if if yeah like you said it's not an uncommon thing but it's not uncommon when they're done making the game period so at this point you know, if there's DLC, which I'm sure there will be of, of some sort, but it, it's basically lock, stock, ready, rock type of thing. Yeah, you know, it right, sounds you know, going, like going they're bug testing and whatnot, but it's built and that's the end of it. It sounds like they're kind of throwing up their hands. And it, it's sad because when you look at the roadmap, I mean, they had the right plans for it. And I kind of thought it was going to be a Sea of Thieves situation because, again, the framework is there for a good game. The combat and the flying, you know, in the combat there is, is fun. Um, but I mean, yeah, unfortunately the game does have a lot of problems. And, and... I, I think this was brought up. I think we were talking about it. I don't think we brought it up in the last podcast, but mm. basically it's been, uh, you know, officially stated that it's technically early access now. Yeah. It's they've, they've officially, officially said that launched. Yeah. It, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a game. I've never seen that do this. I've like, never you know, seen that. You know, closest thing, you know, you know, it's kind of the thing that, you know, picking on tonight, but like Sea of Thieves was definitely, yeah. you know, I don't, I wouldn't say it felt like early access, but it was definitely like, this feels very empty. And like, and they, oh, but they like, never said it. They never they, said yeah, this they, is they early access and, and we made you pay Thieves, for that. Yeah. They're certainly not the only ones to do this, like many games as of late. And I think we've kind of, you know, kind of stated this in our previous discussions on the, on the cast that, 
like all these games are releasing in a state that are super early. They're either yeah. super buggy, they're missing stuff. And like over a period of like, you know, six to months to a year, it's like, okay, they finally get every, everything that feels should have been in there to begin with. And it's like, okay, now the game feels more complete and like you can pick it back yeah. up again, play it or whatever. Or if you're a diehard, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like you're getting this new life breathed into it. But yeah, like the fact that it's like, uh, you know what? Uh, it, we're technically early access. How about we go with that? And, uh, and now we're going to take the creative guys off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take the creative guys off. Oh, and, and uh, uh, no refunds. <laughs> yeah. No refunds. Good Lord. Yeah, so Anthem is definitely going to go down as what not to do in, in the gaming industry. I think we're going to see that referenced in the future a lot. Um. Yeah, so there's that news. Uh, there was also another article this week. Uh, we've been talking about Game Crunch in the past couple episodes, mm-hmm. you know, Developer Crunch. And some NetherSoft developers have come out and, again, spoken about just some horrible, horrible uh, crunch practices and atmosphere, you know, for the la- I think it was for the last Mortal Kombat game. But it's not hard to imagine that it wasn't any different for this one. And one guy was saying he he did uh, he was doing a hundred hour weeks for four months. Ooh. I mean that's insane. I a hundred hour week anytime is insane, and you should never do more than one in a you know in in a yeah, sprint. Yeah, it should be like at, at you know I don't know like it's kind of a development <laughs> thing in general. It's not it's not exclusive to games. I've seen it in no you know, the business world as well. And we're like, there's always an assumed crunch time right before project launches. But I, I would say like, from what I've seen on the business side of things, like it's a week, maybe two weeks at maybe most. Maybe two it's at like, times. Yeah. It's like, that's it. Whereas like the gaming ones, like it seems to go on forever. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, four months leading up to it. It's like, you can't, you can't work people that hard. Like, yeah, you know, there's this phrase that I, you know, I, I think it was, uh, if, if you ever seen it, uh, Picard tweets or, or whatever it mm. is. It's always like, you know, kind of, it's kind of like those day, you know, quote a day calendars type stuff that yeah, yeah. to come out. And one of the things that it always like, yeah, it's like, you know what, that's absolutely right. Is like, if your ship is constantly at red alert, it's not red alert. <laughs> and that's true. And I mean that like these companies, you know, in the, and the, the sad part is like they have contractors in their QA department. They're like, oh, but think of all that overtime. And they're like, yeah, but. The one, the one girl, one woman that that was working QA there said of her, like, "What good is the overtime and the money if I can't even have time to fucking do anything?" Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that that shit just has to stop. Um, so yeah, that's another reason I've kind of held off buying the new Mortal Kombat. I'm really starting to think, like, do I want to support companies that do that? And mm-hmm. right now, the answer is no. I I want to start seeing companies treat their teams a little better i mean that's that's not even treating people like humans that's like i i don't even know what you call that but that is subhuman treatment yeah agreed and like for me it's like i would rather wait like you know and and i i truly i truly mean that like when, when things get me delayed it's like oh it's like yeah i have an initial like oh it's like it's, it's not coming out when it is but I, I i know in the back of my mind it's like okay hopefully they're doing this to make the game better yeah and i'd like to see that maybe more in the future or something of like okay hopefully this means like the devs can have a regular you know <laughs> life and, and regular at, work hours and, and look at total war i mean I would say Rome, even Shogun, they needed another three months in the oven, and they released mm-hmm. in March. You know, I'm glad to see, you know, maybe that is giving their developers time to breathe and, you know, find the last bit of bugs and stuff, whatever, but it's just got to stop. Like, these are people, and 
there there are stories of them like having nervous breakdowns and physical breakdowns and like serious health events because they're not getting sleep like and they can't say no because they got to feed their fucking families like there's some kind of enslavement there i just don't know how to legally you know say it but it just doesn't seem right, right. but um all right so uh, the other news item was the Sea of Thieves update, which Nick gave us uh, all the scoop on, which I will... Yes, um, indeed. I've got my finger on the launch button as soon as we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the download button. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm just going to pull up the tweets. We don't have a uh, save point um, game of the month yet. Um, I'm waiting for... A chance to talk with Kyle, um, get a few things together, and then we'll do, you know, we'll do it. Uh, and we'll post it in the save point, and we'll be back on, you know, playing the uh, playing the save point games, game of the month. So, um, where is, where is our question of the week? I think this is it. All right, perfect. All right, so that means we will be jumping over to the question of the bye week and the voicemails. So we will start the question of the bye week um, with the voicemails and the save point, and we do have one tweet on Twitter, and then Nick and I will give you our take after that. But the question of the bye week is with the Game Boy turning 30, what memorable... Feel old. <laughs> oh, no, speaking of feeling fucking old. Oof. What memorable games or memories do you have with the system or the other handhelds? Um, and if you, like our two callers tonight, would like to leave a voicemail, whether for a question of the bye week or you just want to rant at us or tell us we suck or we rule, especially if you tell us we rule, we'll, we'll send you flowers, uh, you can dial 610-810-1654 on your rotary phone and you can uh, leave us a voicemail. Now, there is a sizable selection of people that just went, what's a rotary phone? Okay, let's jump over to the voicemails. This might sound a little choppy because I had to do some editing because, as usual, I didn't have it properly set up for the voicemail. But yes, we will go to the voicemail answering for the question of the bye week about the Game Boy turning 30. Let's take it over here to Mr. Holy Headshot, Chris himself. All right, you know what? I told myself I was going to talk quick, do the Micro Machines guy thing, and try and wrap things up so I didn't get cut off, and I got rudely interrupted again. Anyway, <laughs> before I got cut off, sorry, guys. Oh, shit. There's supposed, to be, number two? Hold yes, on. Yeah, yeah. there's supposed to be another two call. This I won't edit out because people do deserve to see what a freaking idiot I am sometimes. <laughs> so let's start with Mr. Uh, Chris's first call. God, I'm a moron. Retro Rents, two weeks in a row. Welcome back, Travis, again. I thought it was Fred at You're first. on a streak, I'm on a streak. We're going to have to keep this up, buddy. Every time you're on, I will call. How's that for a deal? Get that contract signed and sent over my way, and I'll put my John Hancock on Sign it for you. Delivered. Hey, that'll cost you extra. <laughs> so, question of the bye week. You guys talked about Game Boy. Love it. I actually did not have a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy was the first, like, current oh. gen system that you could say that I had. Oh, I did wow. also have a Game Gear. I appreciate that you didn't have to plug in the Game Boy or hook it up to a car battery to get it to last more than 10 minutes. <laughs> like, I had a Game Gear that ripped through batteries. I had a lot of good memories with it. Um, 
I got Game Boy the year that it came out for Christmas, and it was awesome. I think I got the Mario game. Of course, it came with Tetris and the generic Nintendo Baseball, which was actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then I actually remember getting Motocross Maniacs and Castlevania shortly after. Yes. Loved those. Um, downside was definitely, everybody's going to say the lighting. You had to be in the exact perfect light you know you try playing that in the car and it's only every 50 feet when you pass under a street light <laughs> but also That's why i wear glasses i thought the input lag was horrendous on it um i mentioned castlevania and that was one of the biggest defenders trying to figure out bosses and and levels and stages and timing your jumps in that game just seemed not that there was an input lag on the nes and snes but it seemed much more egregious on the Game Boy. Definitely. So, I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on uh, handhelds. Did you guys have a Lynx? Did you have an N-Gage? Did you have a Game Gear, or was it limited to Game Boy? Would love to hear what you guys are going to discuss when your show releases. Um, I did keep up with future iterations. I grabbed the Game Boy Advance uh, Japanese import before it released in the U.S., and I actually modded it and put a backlight in. It was like two solder points, which I was nervous about, but it worked. So very cool. I kept up, like I said, up until uh, I think DS was about the time I tapped out. They were getting too bulky, and that was when my kids were getting into them, so it was buying them for them versus me. So they won out. (laughs) Before I let you guys go, quick question. You touched on backlogs last week. Travis, that's so cute, 200 games on Steam. I wish (laughs) I was at that point in my life again. (laughs) Thank you, Humble Bundle, for messing that up for me. Yep. (laughs) I had a funny thing happen to me. Um, Al, as you know, we're into the Assassin's Creed, the Odyssey. Yes. I got AC3 remastered with the gold version of Odyssey. Me too. Love it. I've gotten sucked into the lore. And one of the things I found is that I'm focusing my backlog on my Uplay library because there's so much less clutter in there. And that's where he got cut off. I am, I'll go to his next call, but I, I also got All the right. gold version, and the AC3 remaster is very good. They didn't remaster the controls, though. God damn it. Here's the rest of Chris's call. All right. You know what? I told myself <laughs> I was going to talk quick, do the Micro Machines guy thing, and try and wrap things up so I didn't get cut off, and I got rudely interrupted again. Anyway, before I got cut off, sorry, guys, <laughs> the question I was leading to was, has anything like that happened to you where you found yourself drifting in different directions with your backlog and something similar spurred you in a different direction? Um, I skipped AC2. Assassin's Creed 2, because at that point, Ubisoft was doing an always-online DRM, and I didn't have the internet to make that work. And now, since the AC3 remaster has come out, I find myself wondering if I'm going to go back and hit some of those titles and catch up on the lore, because I'm really enjoying what's going on in 3, and obviously enjoy Odyssey and Origins, which I still need to finish at some point. (laughs) So... Al, hopefully you get back on in Division. I will be max level by the time you're playing this on the podcast, so let's get in there, buddy. If you're not maxed out yet, then I'd be happy to jump in and do some missions with you and help get you there. Huge shout-out to my buddy AZ Rockslide for pushing me ever closer to max level. Love the show. Love hearing Travis back. Can't wait to hear the Fab Four reunited if Kyle would stop taking vacations. But love what you guys (laughs) do. Too late. Can't wait to hear the next show. Take it easy, guys. God bless. 
<laughs> Take it easy, Chris. Oh shit! Even they're busting Kyle on the vacation thing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So let's uh, let's address the question one. You know, as far as our handheld memories, uh, Nick, I'll let you go first. You got any? Uh, you got a good handheld system memory to share? So. Uh, yep, my first was was the Game Boy as well. In terms of handhelds, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I think, I think I had like technically in terms of like ownership within the family. I think the Game Boy was the first Nintendo product. Okay, in the house, and, the, and we got a Nintendo soon afterwards. Obviously, I, I always played like Nintendo at a friend's house or something like that. But uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I think I kind of followed the same route. Um, yeah, there's always yeah the classic you know Tetris, Mario World. Um, uh, but I had I had a few others. I I had uh the uh Empire Strikes Back uh, game from Capcom, which I th- I think mirrored what eventually ended up as um as part of the, like the series like the Super Star Wars on uh-huh. Super Nintendo. Um, I, I can't remember if they made an Empire Strikes Back of that, but it was yes, it was they did. They made all three. Of, the, kind of the same vein. So that and I remember that took me forever to finally beat, but I did. Oh and, wow. And, and very much so, like kind of the same thing. And now I had the advantage of, you know, storing up my all my, you know, summer lawn mowing, you know, money <laughs> <laughs> and getting one of those crazy light apparatuses that you kind of like, you know, Frankenstein on, you know, like <laughs> snapped it on, had took four double A batteries. The thing was a monstrosity, but, you know, that allowed to uh, actually, you know, you know, see it at night uh, in, in the car. And uh, it, it was, it was a point in time when, uh, we used to live out in the Midwest, and uh, so you know, with a huge family, like flighting or flying, flighting, flying was not really uh, a thing. Uh, so we would drive about seventeen hours over the summers to the grandparents' out- house out here in Pennsylvania. And what do we have for entertainment? Our Game Boys. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, God, Game Boy was my first handheld. Uh, my uncle had gotten it for me. Uh, as a present after my last leg surgery, and it was it was I had surgery um, during the blizzard of or it was shortly before the blizzard of ninety three. Mm, yes. So mm-hmm. there I was in full cast, you know, up to my thigh on both <laughs> legs. I couldn't go out and enjoy the snow, so I was already like kind of depressed. I think I was in fifth grade, but my uncle went out, picked me up a Game Boy, and he was like that, you know. Not that he was rich, but he was single and lived in a shack and just, like, threw 20s at me for no reason. <laughs> and um, so he wound up picking me up a Game Boy and in this, like, small pack that came... Like, he had a bunch of games with it, like, all put in this pack that I could just keep by the the bedside and, you know, have it all organized. But, yeah, I had... Uh, obviously, like everybody else, I had Tetris. Uh, I had a Scrabble game that was actually pretty fun. Um, I had Final Fantasy. Um, oh yeah, the Final Fantasy is so good. Yeah, was that the, I forget which number it was, but it was the one where you got went inside the body, right? You remember uh, that? I don't remember now. I want. I want to. Or maybe it was Tactics. Maybe it was Final Tactics. There, no, I this was um, three. This was Mystic Quest. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're thinking three, where you can go inside the giant worm. I think. Yeah, no, no, I had... it was like you'd go and you like you like they shrunk you down with magic, and you I remember oh, going inside. Maybe the Maybe I did have like, that so... one. Yeah, I, I had Final Fantasy Legend, and there was another one that I had. I had a, a Dragon Warrior or two, or Dragon mm-hmm. Quest. Um, I had some other games I don't remember. Now I did have that Castlevania game, Chris, and it's funny I kind of mm, forgot yeah, about it. Yeah. 
I forgot about it until you mentioned it, but that oh that input lag made that game a royal bitch. <laughs> oh boy, did that make that game tough. But yeah, I, I, re- I remember that system very, very fondly. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it, and it was a great distraction, you know, when my ankle itched so goddamn bad and I couldn't get to it, and I was, you know, practically shoving anything I could down the... <laughs> and it, it didn't... I, I, well, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I found out when they cut the cast off to put the half calves on... Uh, that I was allergic to the netting that they had inside it. So, oh no! Yeah, and I was I had itching to the point at points where like I was ready to just chew the fucking cast off, and um, yeah, it was rough. But that Game Boy was a, a really awesome distraction from that, and I that's it's one of the reasons I always remember that system really fondly. Um, and it's it, just great system. I mean, I, I played Tetris like a madman. I don't know anybody who didn't. Um, but yeah, good question there, Chris. I guess let's move on to. Uh, to the backlog, Nick, have you ever had a, uh, how, to, how do we say this, a game that uh, kind of pushed you back to play some of the other titles in the in a series that had come before? Oh, like play an early one, then, then go back and... Or, or a play later a later one, one and, go and then and go back to an early one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Usually I, I mean, usually I feel like I've played everything in order. Um, and nothing really comes off the top of my head as to like, you know, you know I take that back. Uh, Guild Wars 2. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, it was the new MMO was coming out. I think I'd like done a few beta weekends, and I ended up going and back I, and actually playing Guild Wars One, which was still a lot of. And fun. I did that with you. I remember. Uh, yeah, 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 yes, same thing. We, yeah. yeah, we, we, that I was now that I mentioned that, like, I couldn't really think of one. Now that you mentioned that, though, because I remember we both were in the beta for Guild Wars Two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, let's check out the other one. I think it was free, so we're like, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We did, and I remember, like, we played we played that for a good couple nights. Like, I, I remember getting into that quite a bit. Yeah, I, I would say Guild Wars would be my answer as well. I remember we, we got into the, the beta for the second one. We were so stoked about it, and I was like, oh, maybe we should see uh, what happened before. <laughs> and see what the first one's all about. But, yeah, that's, that's definitely one that comes to mind for me. Um, other than that, uh, I guess technically you could say I, I remember... My mom had picked up Quest for Glory 3 for me, and I didn't realize, um, I hadn't played the original since my friend's Amiga, Uh, and I didn't realize it was the third game in the series, um, in that series. I started playing, I'm like, man, this reminds me of that game, and then I realized, oh my god, it, it is that game, it's, it's, you know, further in the series, and that's when I went and picked up the rest of the series, and then got completely hooked on that. Nice. Yeah. So that one comes to mind. Uh, unfortunately, Chris, the Fab Four did not reunite tonight. Travis was with us for about two minutes, and then he had to go take care of the kids. Uh, but he will be coming back on for sure. Thank you, sir, for your call. I uh, always enjoy hearing from you, and uh, some good, good, thoughtful questions there. Let us go to our other pal out in the further northeast, Captain Mike himself. Fellas, how do Captain Mike from Bad Father Figures here? What's your question this week? Something about 30 years in handheld systems. Well, let me tell you, fellas, I've been scouring the Tower of Power much longer than 30 years. Game Boy handheld system. You get what I mean there? I'm not sure. Maybe that went over your head. Anyways, no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, I was always partial to the Vita. Sad to see uh, Sony not really endorse that all that well. Maybe a missed opportunity. I don't know. 
I certainly think the indies took advantage of it, but not too much uh, first-party content. Good point. Other than that, I haven't dabbled too much in the handheld business. They got the Switch now, and that's pretty good. 3DS is fine as well. But nothing like the old Scour Tower of Power. <laughs> Eating the bishop. <laughs> walking the molly. Anyways, gentlemen, Eddie, take care. Beating the bishop plug. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Oh, Mike, you are a sick bastard. I love you. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's oh man. What? How do you even? How do you go on from there? <laughs> uh, I I did have a 3ds. Um, I have no idea what happened to it, but I loved <laughs> I loved my 3ds. Um, I did not get a switch yet. I say every podcast, so I might as well keep it going. I got to get a switch. All right. Uh, so that is it for the voicemails. We do have one on Twitter from the great Robo Pig, uh, head of our games, uh, good for gaming crew, uh, charity group, uh, and Dave responded with Tetris, of course, still in it as it sits on my desk, and the crappy lights to illuminate the screen on it so you could play when it was dark. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had responded to him. You know, um, I, I, I always feel like. Tetris doesn't get quite the credit that it should as being one of the biggest games that got non-gamers into gaming. Like, my dad, he wouldn't go near a Nintendo, but when Tetris came out, I couldn't get him off the goddamn thing. (laughs) Like, Dad, this is my Nintendo. Fuck off. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's, that was one of the games, first games I remember my, my dad getting into. Like, people that I did, that I knew that weren't gamers, uh, were really getting into Tetris. Even friends of his. I remember friends that he used to hang out with, like, the wife who, you know, again, nowhere near a gamer. Never played games, but she'd be sitting there with the Game Boy at barbecues, just, you know, working her way through Tetris. So funny. Uh, let us hop over to the save point. And we'll uh, see everybody's response there. We got a couple of comments here for that. Um, ah, my beautiful wife. Amber said, hands down, my favorite is Super Mario Land. But a close second uh, yep. is... Uh, she said, a close second is Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters. Uh, I wow, forgot I about, that about that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a great one, too. I had that. That was one of the games my uncle got me, and I loved loved the Nintendo game of it. But um, yeah, the Game Boy game. I would I would say the Game Boy game was even better. Um, Kid Icarus was great on the Game Boy. I also, yeah, had, I, I agree. I also had Metal Gear on the Game Boy. That was that was awesome. Wait, Metal Gear was on the Game Boy? There was a Metal Gear on the Game Boy. Oh man, I totally missed. That. Yeah, that's that's one definitely worth checking out. Uh... <laughs> Troy Games, our pal Troy said, because we asked, you know, what memorable memories of Game Boy did you have or whatever. Troy goes, my mom making us return it because she heard somewhere that it was bad for your eyes. <laughs> no, that was that was the virtual boy. <laughs> yeah. That, was... <laughs> that thing makes your eyes bleed, man. I think mom got confused with the wrong system there, Troy. Uh, Adrian said, playing Tetris in the bathroom. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> And our buddy Al Vogue that joined the cast uh, one time, uh, he co-hosted with us on an old episode, said, uh, Link's Awakening, having all the Mario cameos, blew my mind as a kid. Oh, yeah, that was a classic. I never played that. Really? You never played Link's Awakening? I did not. And I've heard... Oh, man. 
I know. I've heard I really missed out there. Yeah, um, it, it like if there is a way to like retro play it somehow, like you know, on on you know PC or something, or even even like the you know Nintendo platform. I don't know. Do they do they have Game Boy just downloadable for uh, uh, the Nintendo platform? I don't think I could be wrong because I don't have a Switch. That'd be a question for my brother-in-law. I don't know if they do Game Game Boy games in there. Oh man, like Nintendo. That, that would be the one to absolutely get because really, yeah, I put it up there with uh, the Super Nintendo version. Uh, All right, I might have to. Uh, I'm 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 gonna have to check that out. Link to the Past, yeah. So Link to the Past was the Super Nintendo Link's Awakening. I, I want to say they were tied into each other, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lorehounds could. You know, huh. better figure that out. But, yeah, but correct. Yeah, like I, I, I put it on that same caliber level as the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anybody that has uh, the lore on that, throw it in the save point. Let us know. Uh, but again, if you want to call our voicemail line, either to say hi or answer the question of the bye week, that's six one zero eight one zero one six five four. That will do it for the question of the bye week, and as such, that will actually bring us to the end of this episode. And so now we go into conclusions, final thoughts, and shout-outs. Uh, Nick, anything you want to promote or anyone you want to shout-out? Yeah, so uh, this weekend, uh, it's actually going on right now, but uh, it's called Operation Supply Drop as part of 8-Bit Salute. Uh, it's a great uh, charity fundraiser. Basically, they work with uh, uh, active-duty troops and bringing entertainment to them in the field because, uh, you know, basically games and whatnot aren't part of the military budget. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess not. Uh, it's a great program and also has a lot of uh, reintegration programs uh, for uh, uh, retired and discharged uh, troop members. Oh, very uh, good. So it's going on. Uh, we're doing, uh, they, they kind of do various things. So this is uh, the World of Warships tie-in torpedoes for the troops. Uh, and I'll be streaming that uh, as part of that uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. as my block. But it's going on all weekend. So it's a great charity to uh, give to uh, support the troops and a uh, really great organization. That's awesome, man. I'll have to stop by your stream tomorrow and say hello. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, uh, granted, by the time you guys hear this, it'll already be over, but uh, as of about 45 minutes ago, uh, Lori and Corey Cole, who we interviewed uh, two episodes back now, uh, creators of Quest for Glory, are actually live-streaming themselves playing Quest for Glory for the next... Oh. Uh, yeah, for the next six hours. So I'm going to probably do that while I'm downloading Sea of Thieves, pop in and say hello to them and uh, obviously say thank you again for hanging out with us. But yeah, um, so if you're hearing this, you probably already knew about it. Uh, If you didn't, it's over now. But uh, yeah, good luck, guys. I hope the stream goes great tonight. Uh, Other than that, big shout out to the fans uh, and everybody that, that keeps downloading and spreading the word. Um, I am in the process of getting some more interviews set up, uh, reaching out to some people. Um, I'll actually say names as we get closer, and I actually have some confirmations. Um, but yeah, some some good stuff in the good stuff in the books that I'm getting pretty excited about. Um, other than that, a big shout out to our pals, the Everyday Gamers. Uh, I think they are putting up an episode really soon. Um, they had recorded recently, so I'm very excited to hear them back in the saddle again. Uh, big shout out to the boys over at Bad Fodder Figures. Captain Mike, thanks for calling in. Your wisdom is hilarious as always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they are a fantastic podcast. They're one of my favorites, and I always look forward to it every week. 
Um, another one that I'm getting hooked on, I can't say every week, because Los, my brother, I don't know how often you guys put them out. They're kind of irregular, but they're definitely worth jumping on, and uh, that is the Future Monkeys. Um, you've probably already, you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we've gotten a couple calls from Los, who is their host. And uh, they're a very good podcast. Him and Beardy McWhiskey and Scary are, are very knowledgeable gamers and uh, Lego enthusiasts. They're, they're just really, really oh, nice. interesting people. Yeah, yeah, very cool people. It's a great podcast, and they're really funny. Um, and they're, they're doing a contest right now. I think it's actually coming down to the end, but they did a contest called the uh, Pile of Shame Contest. And uh, that was going through your backlog and beating games, and then whoever <laughs> whoever got you know did the most on their pile of shame would win a prize this month. So that's the kind of fun stuff they do. It's definitely worth uh, giving a listen. They're a great, great bunch. Uh, other than that, that will end it for us this week. Um, if you want to hang out with us, you can ca- catch us on the Save Point. That's our Facebook group. That is like a book club for games. That's at tiny.cc/savepoint. You can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. Uh, the podcast uh, account is at theretrorents. You can reach me at retrorentsal. You can reach Nick at Black Eagle Ops and Travis at Soda X Bread. Uh, on Twitch, we are all on Twitch as well. Again, retrorentsal for me, Kibitz for Kyle, Black Eagle Ops for Nick, and Soda X Bread for Travis. And that, as they say, is that the end of another great episode and the start of another Saturday night. I gotta make my call to the bad fodder figures. Oh boy, I don't want to miss out. Other than that, (laughs) people, have fun. Have another great week. We will catch you soon. Keep gaming. Don't be dicks. Have a good whatever. Peace. (laughs) 